The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good types. But so many poor choices. <laughs> Are we ready to go? Yes. I'm ready to go. Hell yeah. This is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole. And I am so excited that our podcast has taken us to a point where we get to have this guest with us today. For real. <laughs> it's it's quite amazing the journey that the podcast podcast has gone on over the the COVID times. Um, and so we're going to talk to him a little bit about how we came together today. So I do want to welcome entrepreneur, entertainer, fellow podcaster, Brimstone to the show. What's going Brim. on, people? Brim Finally, Brimstone. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Finally, Brimstone <laughs> has made it to the Home Man's Chronicles. We're about to tear it up. We're about to get dirty with it, I'm sure. I'm just ready to go. I'm raring to go. I made sure to send my wife and my daughter in the house to make sure they don't hear anything that I say, although you can hear me three blocks away when I'm screaming outside on this beautiful day. So I was going to say, you are outside. Hell I am yeah. outside. <laughs> I am outside. Right. Okay, right off the bat, and I hope you don't get offended by this question. Yes. When was the last time that you actually cut your hair and it was like short? Um, when I was like maybe yeah. 10, 11, something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's been You've had out. long hair like that for your entire life? My whole life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotten magical. longer. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And it's freaking and it's, amazing. And it was wet and dirty. Like, and, and I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I rushed to get on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh again we're not giving it. the video this is an audio medium if they would like <laughs> to see your hair they have to go to your instagram to the there real brimstone and see what we're talking about but if people if you're driving please don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't don't instant drive don't instant drive it's almost as bad as drunk driving because you get involved you know what i mean you see it's too it's swiping bad. swiping i mean i guess it's kind of like the single people using tinder you know like swiping swiping and then act accident and then you got a problem and now people are going to swipe what is it left when they don't like you because your face is gonna be all busted up after you get into that act so make sure you don't <laughs> so don't don't tinder or instagram and drive and you should be all right i love Amazing. how yeah i love how um people who have been in relationships for a really long time refer to the the apps for single people and they're always like Wait, is it left or wait, is it right? But I want to sound relevant, so I'm going to talk about it anyway, even though I don't know how it works. I am completely irrelevant, Nicole. You got to understand. I, I don't understand that technology whatsoever. And even if I was single, I wouldn't be using that, that app. I'm sorry. That's just me. No, I don't blame you. I have been in app hell for, I don't know, a decade. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll introduce you to some nice friends. Get you a nice, nice man. Or woman, whatever you're into, I don't know. Yeah, Puppies. well, you know what you do a nice Italian man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have specifics. You have specifics. Okay, what are your specifics, Nicole? Oh, she's got a list. I do have specifics. Okay. However, this show is not about me. It's about <laughs> you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. You know. You know. Get away from me because I'm scared. I'm worried. I don't know what's coming at me next. <laughs> well, actually. I, so I went, you know, stalked you a little bit to see what it is that you've achieved and accomplished. And holy fuck, man, like you have done more than I feel like 
I, I can't even, I can't even do a comparison. Like you've done more in your lifetime than in like, you know, you're what in your early forties. I feel like you've done more in your one lifetime than 10 people could do in their lifetimes. Just so many accomplishments. It's incredible. That's so sweet of you to say. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny because I either get the people who absolutely are like, wow, that's you, you really have done something. And then you got the haters that are like, oh, I hate this guy. He hasn't done anything and blah, 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 blah. But at least you did the research and saw, and I appreciate it. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> care. I, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. The point is the <laughs> amount of work you've fucking done in your life is incredibly, and it's like a, an achievement in and of itself. Your lifetime is like an girl for sure. I appreciate but, that. Um, you know, what what kind of led you, what kind of led you down the path of, you know, where you started, basically? So the entertainment path, like how I got started in, in Yeah, like what, what were you, when you were a kid, were you just like out of your mind control and your mom was like, go do something with your life and then you focused <laughs> hyper on entertainment or what, like, did you fall into it accidentally? So I, all right, so it, it's, a, it's a long story, but I'll try to shorten it up a little bit. Um, what do you call it? So when I was, when I was a kid, um, my mother decided that she wanted to bring me into Manhattan and start pimping me out on, um, you know, commercials and television shows and so forth. So, uh, my first on-screen, um, experience was Romper Room and then Sesame Street. So I was a child actor on Romper Room and Sesame Street when I was a kid. And, I was immediately um, thinking about the like jc penny and sears catalogs yeah for yeah. some reason like i felt like every 80s kid's mom was somehow <laughs> trying to get them in a montgomery ward catalog <laughs> <laughs> well i'm glad that i wasn't in any of those that would be really bad um but what do you call it uh, <laughs> yeah no for me i did sesame street and Romper room which was kind of cool um because at least those were a little bit more iconic i mean um but you know after that, like, I, I know that I did um, a bunch of auditions for like A1 steak sauce and um, Rice Krispies and things like that. But I was, you know, I was like five years old, six years old. I can't I can't remember too far back. But what is pretty crazy is um, my, my mother passed away about three years ago. I'm 46. Um, and um, what do you call it? We were going through all this stuff because my mother was a bit of a hoarder. And um, while we were going through everything, my my wife found um my original contract with the children's television network for my sesame street time and my son or my wife one of them found my contracts apparently i was represented i had like three agents when i was a, I was a kid i had no idea your no mom was clue. prepared my mom was on it um you were you know, gonna blow up and be somebody and you know i mean look at killed it it was crazy I, you know and then then you know obviously um you know i was starting to get a little bit older my mother and my father uh split uh, they got divorced. And, um, you know, during, uh, you know, that kind of a situation, it was like a, a battle every other day, you know, and uh, you know, that's my weekend. You can't take them to that or it's, you know, or I'm doing this. And it was just a, a big to do. So basically um, that kind of cut that short. Um, but then moving forward a little bit, you know, I started getting involved in, um, you know, comic books. I really loved comics and I started, you know, it was a kid, you know, I just enjoyed just reading all this shit. And then, um, I got into, to, you know, further into school and after you get past the violin, which, you know, nobody sounded good on uh, at that age, <laughs> you know, I went on and, and be, was able to start playing the drums and that became my first love. So I was a drummer for many years and I went right through uh, 
right through school into college, went to, to, to college for music. And, uh, you know, and then I went and I stopped college early because I was on tour um, playing. So, you know, that was, that was my uh, foray into the world of entertainment. And, um, you know, drumming was just, it was just such a great thing and got to take out frustration, beat the crap out of the kits. And, um, you know what I mean? And obviously that kind of led into the pro wrestling thing with obviously a long story short, you know what I mean? Instead of taking aggression out on the skins, I took it out on the people in the ring. So, I mean, you know, that was, it's, it's been a long time. I've spent a long time in, in the business. And um, one of the things I've always liked to do is be the guy that does what he wants to do. So I, you know, if I wanted to, to do comic books, well, I went and I did comics. If I wanted to do voice work. I went and started doing voice work. No apologies. I'm unapologetically authentic, you know, and, and, I, and I work hard, you know what I mean? So where people give, you know, 50%, I give 200%, you know what I mean? Where people give 100%, I give 300%. And, um, you know, if you're not willing to do that, sometimes it's not in the cards for you. And that's it. All of the career choices and paths that you went down are also not considered stable in regards to knowing where your money is going to come from. Absolutely. And, it, you know, as an entrepreneur, but also as somebody who started making money as a child, did you uh, have some hard le like lessons with finances or did your parents like really set you up for success with all those jobs young? I, I wish they did. Um, but, you know, first of all, entertainment in general is full of peaks and valleys. And, you know, one of the things young entertainers um, learn real quick is that the money doesn't always last or it takes a long time to get to that money. Nowadays, you have a little more advantage than we did back when because you have the, the Internet and, you know, and, and um, you know, different ways to monetize things. And maybe you can make a couple of shekels here and there. But um, at, the, at the beginning, when I was younger, I mean, everything was, you know, a lot harder to kind of get out there do things and and uh, make money with it but you know i i worked my ass off um you know in terms of in terms of uh you know now i i you know i i can go three months without taking in a paycheck but then when i do get a paycheck i'm making more than what people make in a year so you know it, you've got to understand that there are peaks and valleys and you got to set yourself up for that um you know i don't live extravagant extravagantly i grew up in, you know, in a, a small, you know, lower, lower class town um, called Uniondale, which is famous in New York. It's because the Nassau Coliseum is there. And, um, you know, I, I grew up, I was the only white kid in all black neighborhood. Um, and, you know, for me, it was like, I didn't have money. So when I got money, I held on to that money. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I learned fast, you know, like <laughs> you better hold on to that money. Otherwise, <laughs> you know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah you know, then what, you know, um, screwed. yeah. So you learn how to kind of, you know, work it out. And I mean, I'm lucky enough that, that my wife is squirrels away money, you know, more so than I do. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And we're, you know, we're, we're very, very just, you know, we live well below our means and we do it on purpose and, and it is what it is. You know, we enjoy uh, life and we enjoy the fact that, you know um, you know, we get to do things that, that people don't get to do. And, you know, and, and, you know, we don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think yeah. that a lot of people uh, can misconstrue working in the entertainment industry um, or even with the dramatics of being a pro wrestler that there's um, all this pomp and circumstance and that it's, um, 
I don't know, that it's glamorous and you're really just reiterating that you don't live a glamorous lifestyle. You just have these, you just sometimes make glamorous choices. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it is? <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, people have this preconceived notion that, that celebrities are like they, everybody lives in the Hollywood Hills and everybody's making millions of dollars. And so that's not the way it is. First of all, a lot of people in entertainment, a lot of people that are high up in the game, are not making what you think that they're making. And even if they are, you know where all that money where all that money goes. It's going to agents and PR people and this and that and the next thing. And, and now you have to keep up with the Joneses, you know what I mean? And make sure that you know you're you're putting your your best foot forward and now you're paying stylists and this one and that one and that. So you know all that money goes real fast. So mm -hmm. um, you know, people don't think about that. They, you know, so it's funny because I even have people in my family that, that look at me sometimes and like, Oh yeah, you're such a big deal, but uh, you know, look where you live. And but I'm like, I'm happy where I live. I, I you know, <laughs> this is a choice y'all. Yeah, this is a choice. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, but then on the, on, and on the flip side, then I'm, you know, hanging out on yachts with, you know, other celebrities doing God knows what and drinking champagne and, you know, eating the, the, the best quality food you can get. You know, I mean, yeah. Get me off a of Tinder. <laughs> well, he's gonna introduce you to a nice young italian fella remember on a yacht <laughs> where are you where are you located i'm in detroit okay detroit rock city there you go yeah there you go. all right very good mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'll see what i could do nicole okay. <laughs> all right I I, okay now i'm curious you have a wife and you obviously are madly and deeply in love with her you guys have a beautiful child together how on the fuck did you manage to find a partner through all the bullshit that you did for your career like how that how was, did you um, allocate time for yourself sleeping and another human it's it's it, it's not easy <laughs> uh -huh. first, first of all um so i was married prior and i i had been with i was with my ex-wife and that was uh, you know that's a long story in itself. Um, but it was winding down. We were pretty much done. We were still living with each other at the time, but we were done. We were separated. And, um, you know, I had met my wife because she was a friend of one of my old students. Um, what do you call it? Cause I owned a pro wrestling school. So she originally had wanted to get into wrestling and, um, what do you call it? She had, uh, called up and, and her and I spoke and, you know, it was weird. It was just a weird thing. And, and we still laugh about it to this day because she, she calls me and she goes, wait, hold on. Wait, which, which one are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm Brimstone. And she goes, oh, you're hot. I said, oh, thank you. All right. That <laughs> was a little offbeat and interesting. I was like, well, thank you very much. And, uh, you know, at, at that time, at that time, I was still, you know, kind of finishing it up with my wife, but uh, my ex-wife at the time. But um, what do you call it? But, uh, you know, it was just talk and, and uh, chatter. And then uh, she'd gone back up to school because she was going to college at the time. And um, what do you call it? When she came back to visit her friend, who again, who was one of my students, he brought her down to, uh, to come meet me and see the school. And um, when she walked in, what do you call it? I know it sounds so cliche, but she walked in and it was love at first sight. I saw her and I slid right out of the ring. I put somebody else in charge of running the class. And uh, I literally was a creep and, and put her right on my lap and I wouldn't let her out of my lap. Uh, what do you call, we just sat there and talked and talked. And, um, I said, well, now, now I, I can't let you go until you, you know, let me take you out. And, uh, what do you call it? And she said, okay. And she gave me the number and, uh, yeah, the rest is, rest is history, you know, almost 20 years later. So we've, February is going to be 20 years. I was right. Madly in love still. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so no, awesome. But, 
it, but you know what it is, is like, you know, um, I, I've been for, for me, I mean, at that point, I've, I'd already been out and about, I was in the music scene, I was in the wrestling scene. I, I did lots of naughty things over the years and um, <laughs> I more than had my fill. And, you know, even when I was with my ex, I wasn't necessarily the best husband. I was disgusting. I was wrong. Uh, but that being said, um, you know, when, when we met, I knew what I wanted, you know, and she was everything I wanted as cheesy as that might sound. That's where we were. And, um, you know, like I said, we, we, that right away. I mean, that was it. It was funny too. The first time I went to pick her up, um, what do you call it? I, I went to pick her up and I brought flowers and, uh, you know, I opened, she opened up the door. I'm old school. You know, she opened up the door she saw me standing there with flowers. She slammed the door in my face. I was like, what the hell? What did I do? Did I do something wrong? And, uh, then she opened the door again and, and what do you call it? Like she was, I guess, shy or, uh, it was just a, a weird, weird experience. And um, <laughs> because I was just like, why'd you slam the door in my face? You know, she's like, I don't know. I was like, okay, well, great. It's kind of like now, you know, 20 years later, you know, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. Um, I should have known then. Should have known then. Um, but indecisive, indecisive. No, but um, yeah, no. So we we hit it off real well. And, um, you know, we just, we made it work. And she was up, she was going to school at the time. So she was up at Cortland and, um you know, I was going through, you know, the divorce because we I was done with my ex, but my ex knew that we had been dating and, uh, you know, I introduced her and I have two kids with my ex um, and, and uh, what do you call it, before, you know, I would have the kids around her, I brought her over so she'd meet my wife, my ex-wife at the time and, um, you know, and, and everything worked out well and, and um, yeah, I mean. Now I love my- how much of a gentleman you are. Uh, I'm sorry that not everybody is more of a gentleman, but we'll find you one, Nicole. I've got you. <laughs> I've got it's you. Give Brimstone's word. Yeah, my word. It's in got your hands. I. <laughs> you're not the only person who has shared a love at first sight type of story on the show, and it actually breathes a little bit of hope back into me every time I hear. Listen, when it's right, it's right, and it happens. Right. It happens, and. You know, look, over 20 years, has everything been been smooth and wonderful? Of course not. There's always rocky, you know, points in any relationship. And that goes for whether it's a, a you know, a couple, whether it's a business relationship, whether it's a, you know what I mean, a friendship. There's always going to be a time where you're going to be a little rocky, just like in, in business or in entertainment. There's peaks and valleys. So it happens. But, you know, um, I'd like to think after 20 years, we're not going anywhere. So, uh you know, I'm happy. I'm happy. I could, it could be worse. I, I could be miserable, so, <laughs> but you know, so, but she's, she's really good. And, you know, and, and, and I got, I got, I got real lucky, but see here, she knew that I was in entertainment at the time. Um, and she knew that, that, you know, I, I did a lot and, um, you know, certain things over time, um, caused me to start doing a lot more, um, you know, with, with, uh, with myself and, and traveling and so forth. And, she it sucks because I hate being away from my family, but she's a sport and, um, you know, and, and she's literally she's been great. She's mom to my other two kids, because even though, you know, my my ex gave birth to them, she's really not involved. Uh, we had custody of my kids, um, you know, prior and we have our own daughter, Haley. Uh, what do you call it? And they're all they're all great. And, I, you know, I, I'd love to paint a bad picture for you guys, but it is it's a good time. Why? I don't want. Why? I don't want bad. You want me to paint? I'll paint. You know what I mean? I, 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 it's true. I mean, you know, like I want it, to hear success stories. <laughs> you really only get bad stories. I feel awful. That's horrible. Yes, That's the majority awful. of the time, 
people come on our show uh, who are stand-up comedians or even just friends of ours that are sharing dating disasters, sex snafus, um, you know, glad they're to be alive type stories because that's what Sarah and I have built our homance off of, right? We... <laughs> um we're the girl version of a bromance and so we we did some broy things <laughs> lots of broy things yeah and so no the occasional success story is very refreshing <laughs> <laughs> I, look i i you know i i would it, it's funny because um and people like like you just asked before as well that uh how do you find time for everything it's very difficult but there are 24 hours in a day. So, you know, when people say, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. You do have time. It's just that you don't want to make the time for it. So stop making excuses and just make it happen. Um, that's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Um, you know, there's time for work. And then, you know, I, then there's, I spend the time with my family. And then, you know, what do you call it? When they go to sleep, I start working again. Um, you know what I mean? I deal with people all around the world. So, you know, I, my phone, I have phone, you know, will travel and, uh, mm -hmm. You know, but I'll be on social or I'll be doing this, that, and the next thing, typing emails out half asleep. And sometimes I go till three, four in the morning because I have to get it done. And if I don't get it done, then I lose. I'm the only one that loses. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't I want to push forward and push ahead? Right. Um, and you even reached out to us because you saw the name of our show through our friend <laughs> Dana. That's so great. I love and the name Dana. of the show. And yeah. so Dana does her own her own podcast called um, That Trophy Wife Life. And then yeah. you guys do one together yeah. called The Dirty Little Secrets Club. Yeah. Which you've kind of hacked the um, anonymous submission situation, which is good because, you know, we try to get people to tell us their stuff and they're not as giving. So <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they're really giving with us. I don't know how or why. <laughs> But they're really good. It's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys had the chance to listen to any of the episodes or no? I did. It's okay uh, if had... you say no. Don't worry. No, no. I, I was did. only able to listen into a portion and then I had to like ADHD something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. Let me I I some of these some of these people, what they write in is just like bizarre. You know, and you're looking at it and you go, what the hell is this person thinking? So then, you know, you don't want to insult them, but you still want to have fun with the show. And look, whoever, whatever people's kink is, is their own kink. And I am not in their bedroom and I don't care what you do in your own personal life. I, I support you, enjoy what you're doing. Um, but, you know, we're going to have fun at, 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 it, yeah, at its expense. First day with a new mouth. I apologize. Um, <laughs> no, but they, get it. but they're like, please do. And yeah. here's all of the details. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is that we, so we were getting like one liners and we were getting a couple of things, you know, like that they didn't give you the whole story. And I'm like, I keep saying, guys, you got to give us the whole story. Give us more because in order to, to, you know, really talk about these things, we need a little bit more. We need a little bit more meat. So give it to us. And uh, what do you call it? They, uh, they, they write back, they actually write back and they give us more information. We actually have, uh, what do you call it, the jalapeno girls, what we call her, um, what do you call it, who has, has written back like two or three times already, um, which is awesome. And uh, You guys you know, are best friends. Yeah, right. No, I don't know who she is. We don't know. 
they're anonymous. We have no idea who. No, it but is. she thinks that you're her best friend now. And that would be cool. I want to know. I please <laughs> let me know if you're if you're paying attention. Jalapeno girl, DM me. I got to know who you are. So, um, it's 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 fantastic. But seriously, I mean, think about it. Like these people, they're now people. Uh, this is the craziest part: is that we've turned out to become like Ann Landers and dear. Uh, uh, dear Abby, because now people are asking us our opinions and asking us to help them. So that's a weird ass situation right there. I don't know <laughs> who the hell would want me answering those type of questions. So that's well, I asked you about finances. You've already been like halfway advising on this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, can I give the advice? Yes. But do you want it? I mean, Daddy do. You. But though, I'm a little gray, though, on how you and Dana know each other and how this podcast came about. So what do you call it? So Day um, had me on her uh, her trophy wife show. And um, what do you call it? We had such a great time. That was when she had Christina on with her, uh, which was one of her old partners. And um, what do you call it? We uh, we had a great time on the show. and We had really, really good chemistry. And uh we wound up sitting and we were chatting. We we stayed, you know, in tune with each other. And uh, she had asked a bunch of questions about, you know, uh, podcasting and certain business aspects. So I was trying to mentor her a little bit or help her along on a couple of things. And um, what do you call it? You know, we were just chatting one day and we were like, we should definitely do something together. We should have, we should do something in collaboration with each other. Um, you know, and she's like, that'd be a great idea. And, you know, went back and forth. And she's like, I have some assets that I haven't used yet. I was like, well, let's hear them. And, uh, you know, she gave a couple and one of them was Dirty Little Secrets Club. And I was like, yeah, that's it right there. That's it. That's it. And uh, we started just going back and forth and, and uh, you know, just chopping it up a little bit and coming up with different uh, different ideas. And, uh, you know, it, we, and it was born and, and that was it. And we just kind of said, all right, what, what day do we want to do it? And we figured out the day and, you know, both of us are very, very easy. We can move each other uh, around if we need to. And, you know, it's just, it's just works. And it's my own, the only show I do in the podcast world outside of uh, the Grindhouse Radio Network. So uh, it makes me, makes me happy because it, it, I can be, even though I'm, I skirt the edge on GHR, um, this one, I could kind of be, you know, a little bit different. Give somebody, give, give my audience, uh, the people that want uh, a little bit more of a spicier brim, you know what I mean? Uh, a little bit more, you know what I mean? Spicy. No wonder Jalapeno Girl reached out to you. That's what I'm talking about. I do have my own hot sauce line. She might be interested in a little something. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Jalapeno Girl, give us a shout. We want to know. Oh, man. Sarah, I think you were going to ask a question. Uh, yeah. About that hot sauce. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know why um my boyfriend and i actually ended up getting covid during the oh. pandemic yeah me too we're we're both fine mm-hmm. thankfully but he for some reason picked up this hobby of trying to eat as many hot sauces as he possibly can and <laughs> because he doesn't have a bitch mouth anymore i guess covid took away the bitchiness <laughs> just <laughs> he can tolerate all the heat Wait, when did you have it when did you when did you have it um we had it in october Okay. So you're, so you're well past it. I had mine, um, right around the same time. So yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I was sick at the same time myself, my wife and, and my, my son. So what do you call it? But go ahead. Go ahead. I was just wanting yeah. to see. Yeah. Well, did he, taste back yet? That's what oh, I yeah, mean. Like his, taste, his taste just maybe not back. That's how. No, his tolerate. taste has been 
permanently changed. Like he is, oh. it changed his palate, his ability to like hold on a taste. Second. It's strange. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Well, here, here it is right now. So when you had it, and he didn't have the the taste buds going at that point, mm-hmm. did he? Did he start eating the hot sauces? Then? No. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. All right. No, well, because what I was going to say is then during that time, he built up the tolerance. No. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's a weird, it's the weirdest thing ever. He was always not interested in eating hot foods. He wasn't interested in spicy hot sauces, whatever. Really? Um, And then he was like, well, after I had this COVID, let's give it a try and see what happens, you know? <laughs> and he just loves hot sauce now. It and was so, of the course, worst. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's. It wasn't bad for me. I too lost all the, you know, taste, smell, and everything like that. But it, it felt really like more bad. of a, yeah, it was felt like more of a sinus infection, mm. more than like total body breakdown. Thankfully. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah. mine was quite the opposite. I had, I had it really bad, Ugh. really, really bad. I was not, I was not, it was not a fun time. Uh, thankfully, my wife and my my son were were all right. And um, what do you call it? My uh, my little one thankfully didn't get anything. So hopefully, she's immune especially with all the other crap going on, but we don't want to have a, a bad talk tonight. We, we want to have Right. The whole point of me bringing it up is the hot sauce portion of it. I'm just yeah. so curious. Like when you went and decided on the taste and the flavor, did you go and eat the peppers and do all the things or oh, yeah. were you more like, so you were like heavily I'm, deeply involved. Anything, any product that comes out with the brimstone name that, that is, that is the real brimstone you know, a real brimstone product, meaning not I'm meaning me doing it. You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) What do you call it? If I'm putting my name on it, it, I have to be involved in, in every aspect of it. There are a lot of people out there that they're like, all right, well um, you guys put it together. I'll throw my name on it. That's right. I can't, I can't have that um, because I want quality. So that's, that's the one thing that, that I will never do is put my name on something that I didn't have a hand in making. So the, um, you know, every one of my sauces and seasonings, which were all award-winning, by the way, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> I to throw that in there. Uh, what do you call it? I, uh, I, I basically sat down for days, um, you know, with, uh, you know, the different chefs and everything and, and just tasted and put together and concocted and figured it out. And um, I had a couple of flavor profiles that I wanted to hit and, uh, and, and uh, you know, they helped me get to some of them. Um, simply because, you know, at the time when I first started doing it, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't necessarily know every little flavor that was going to get me there. So, you know, they did help me with different things, but I'm the one that put it all together and decided what was the end all be all on each. Um, and, uh, that was, that went for that. That went for my coffee line that went for my candy line, my chocolate bars, um, you know, and anything else that I do, you know, my backpacks, they were sold in Walmart worldwide. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of different things. Those were also on Big Bang Theory, as were my sauces and seasonings. So you can find those little eye candy for <laughs> starting season seven and all throughout the end. You can find you can also find little vinyl me in uh, what do you call one of the collectibles in uh, Big Bang Theory. So if you're watching after the seventh season in the comic book shop, you know, you'll you'll see me, you know, little me behind the, uh, the register. <laughs> I did click the link and see that you're that your uh, vinyl figures were in the Big Bang Theory. My mom loves that show, so I'm super familiar. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, look at that. I'll be damned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craziest thing is when they invited me down. So I went there. I wasn't, I personally was not on the show, but I'm well represented on it. Um, 
you know, so they'd asked me starting on season seven, they kept sending Rim, can you send, you know, send more stuff? We want to have more of you. And I'm like, okay. And then when I was, I was in signing at San Diego comic-con, they know that I come to LA after San Diego. So what do you call it? So I, so they're like, come down. We're not filming, but you know, come down and see the set. It was the last, the last season before they were done. So mm-hmm. they were getting ready for the new seat, the, the last season. Um, so the coolest thing is being on set and seeing all of, you know, pardon my French, my shit, you know, all over the, the set. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty badass, you know. I'm not mad about that. Not mad about that at all. Not bad about it. Seven, eight, nine. I think it was like nine seasons, ten seasons. So I was on for like even three or four seasons. And that's pretty cool. I think that's pretty awesome. So how did, I'm just curious, how did you guys link how did you get linked to that show with your merchandise? Like they how did that connection? And they were me. just, yeah. they were just like, Hey, your shit's great. Let's put it on your show. One of the, either the set designers and the producers, there were a couple of people on set that were fans of mine. So they asked me if I would send them some stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. Just, just goes to show. Like it's to who you know. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's it who you know. Cool. Yeah. Do you believe That's... in like manifestation and just putting it out in the universe and it'll come to you? Yeah, but the one thing that I'll always tell like uh, podcasters and creators is create for yourself. Don't pay attention to numbers. Don't pay attention to followers. Don't pay attention to any of that garbage. The fact of the matter is, is you pay it, you, 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 you do it, what you do for yourself and your people will eventually come to you. They will eventually find you. Um, you'll find your tribe and that's it. And, um, you know, you don't create for other people. You create for yourself and, and that's how you're going to feel the most fulfilled. And uh, for me, you know, I do it for myself. I don't care if nobody likes it. That's fine. At least I put it out for myself. Um, and I enjoyed doing it, you know, but um, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough that that almost everything that I've done has been either successful or has done something. You know what I mean? All right. So you must have at least a rejection story. <laughs> um, well, you look, I'm in entertainment. So, you know, I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of rejection. Um, you know, there's plenty of rejection. It's there's there's there have been oh my god i mean however many roles that you know you you start off and you have and you're excited about it and you promote it and then all of a sudden there's a shift and now you don't have that role anymore you know what i mean there's plenty of those um oh my god there's listen and and, and also doing sales and marketing and, and and being in business there's so many things that you know it's you have to have thick skin there's so much so much rejection um but you know for me rejection failure i you i wear those as badges of honor uh for me you know like failure is is an amazing thing and the reason for that is because now i learned i learned something um you know i i take those those seeds of failure and i plant them you know to to build the trees to success and i'll jump they'll take two steps back and jump 10 steps forward and and that works you know what i mean don't you do you take a day to like pout though I take I, a say, week, I take a week to pout. Nicole. Okay. <laughs> no, I, you know it depends. It depends on what it is. It depends on what it is. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like the fact is, is that you know when you've done it for as long as I have, and um, you know you've been around for as long as you ha- as I have, it's sad to say. It's really it really sucks, and I'm not <laughs> the only one. There are a lot of people out there like me that that have done this um, for a long time, and unfortunately it deadens you to a lot of the emotion of a lot of the things um and it's and it's sad it's upsetting but you get used to it it's like all right what well, if you were just happening? born that way like my therapist this is, is not working. maybelline nicole this is not maybelline <laughs> no 
<laughs> my therapist is working on me feeling more things. <laughs> okay. Well, that could be that. Listen, you might need, there are, there are websites out there, Nicole, that you could get things that you could feel a hell of a lot more with. Okay. <laughs> It's gonna cost a couple of bucks, which should be all right. And they use, they're digital now; they'll be good. Yeah. What if right. you were just born that way? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a superpower. <laughs> but I'm also the one who asked if you take a day to pout. So you know, you just gotta really take Balance. anything I say with a grain of salt. No, <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. No, seriously, it's you know. Of course you're upset, especially when you're invested into something, um, uh, you know, and things, things that are supposed to happen and all of a sudden they didn't hit budgets and it's, it's done and you've just promoted it and done, you know what I mean? And now you look like a jackass, you know what I mean? Because, and then people say, how oh, he's full of shit. He didn't do this. or he didn't do that. It's like, why don't you look at the 500 things that I did do instead of the four things that I didn't, you know what I mean? It, and it happens. People don't yeah. get it. Um, you know, I started writing uh, my autobiography years ago. Right. And you know, somewhere along the line, I said, you know what, as, as far as I am into this and as much of a story that I have down so far, my story is nowhere near being told yet. And, and I need to stop for a while. But I had already started talking it up. And then as soon as I said, you know, I'm taking a break with it, you know, all of a sudden everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not doing that because he can't or blah, blah, blah. He's just full of shit. And blah. It's just like, why do you care? Why do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it upset me that I didn't get to put it out, but I did not put, I, the reason why I didn't put it out is because I wanted to be able to tell more of that story. Like, you know, so I'm going to actually be going back to that sometime soon. Um, you but know, writing a book, even if it is based on everything that you already know, you, you think, you know, I should say, you, you start uncovering a lot about yourself and every author that we've talked to it's been a life transforming activity for them um it's it's not an easy task and so i just even look at my regular business day-to-day -day job my company sets these unrealistic goals and i have tactics and things that i need to do to reach them and i don't accomplish all of them either like who does <laughs> But people see the thing is, is the people out there that are that we, we all love to call them haters, the people out there that like to hate on people that are doing things and people that are successful or people that they perceive as being successful, um, you know, and, and they're jealous in the fact that they're not doing what you're doing. So, you know what I mean? They want to pinpoint and and and, you know, air hole the shit out of anything they can to make you look like, you know, or to discredit you or to, to make you look bad, you know? Mm. And now with the internet, you know, you've got so many people that they just, they, in a million years, they don't have the balls to come up and say something to your face, but on the internet, they'll sit and write whatever the hell they're going to write. You know what I mean? And, and, and the sad thing is, is people nowadays don't necessarily do the research and don't actually look at things. They look at things at face value. Like, you know, the same, these are the same people that read, you know, a headline and think, oh my God, and they didn't read the actual article. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's the world we live in. And, um, you know, for me, I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. You know what I mean? I, I love the people that love me and, and I will give back that energy and that positive, you know, a thousand percent. You know what I mean? But the haters, 
I don't care. You know what I mean? It's it doesn't, and it's funny because they think they get to me, but but the, the truth of the matter is, is I, and the reason why I talk about it is because I want them to know they're helping me because they're putting more people over to me. They're putting more people's <laughs> eyes on me. So yeah, the more people true. that you're, so you keep talking, talk all the smack you want, right? You're gonna at least get fifty percent of those people who are gonna go and actually do their research and go, oh wow, all right, this guy ain't half bad, and realize that. I'm not talking, I'm not sitting in there are people that pretend to be me on the internet. I'm like, listen, if you do your research, you'll see that I say, I do not, I do not ever, 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 ever write on any single, you know, Reddit or, or uh, what the hell, are, you know, like um, message boards. And so I don't have the time for that shit. Why, why would I, I, I only on my, my official social media, my official website. That's it. If it's not, well, if it's and you not are there, official because you have the blue check. You do have. A I do have a blue check. Love Verification. It. I don't have. Twitter's the only one that hasn't given me the blue check. I'm I don't here. even know. I don't understand the blue check obsession. <laughs> I guess because I'm one. not. Yeah, I get it, but but I don't understand it mainly because I'm not that famous. I don't think I ever will be, and I'm fine with that too because I feel like if. If I were to be, uh, you know, a, a subject of haters and scrutinized and everything, I would fall apart. Let's be well, real. But do you realize, Sarah, <laughs> that you, you, you probably are already, you probably are already for your, you know, doing this podcast. There are people that pay attention to you. And some of them, you probably think of your friends. You know what I mean? It's Oh, crazy. yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Which is fine. They can, yeah. whatever. I'm talking about people who just don't know me. You don't know me. And they're writing I bullshit. I'd be like, I can't. I'm done. I can't. I would have a you know, hard you, time. You know what I say, Sarah? You know what I say? And you can say this too. If you don't, if you have, if you don't, if you have my number, call me, let's talk about it. If you don't have my number, you don't know me well enough to have that, you know, to, to make any judgments on me. You know what I mean, I'm saying? That's, yeah. Let's take up that part of your energy, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's one little area that we kind of glossed over. Uh oh. I I truly was surprised that you didn't bring this up when you were talking about your childhood. Um, which is that you're a little bit older than me, so maybe it was past. Like maybe it would it wasn't um, within your childhood time frame. But okay. do you remember? when the like, very first hulk day of september oh sorry <laughs> yeah no hulk hogan and what was it ultimate warrior like the the wrestler guys and like wrestler mania blew up and there were these um stuffed animal versions of them are you talking about my stuff the stuffed brimstones no not yours specifically okay i was just wondering that because we don't really know exactly how you got into wrestling, but you didn't mention having any kind of fascination with it as a kid. And I, as like a super bougie white girl, um, loves wrestling. Yeah, like had I even really? had wrestling yes. paraphernalia. Wow, that's okay. what I'm saying. Like it was so inundated in our home <laughs> during that time, and I'm like, were you not inspired? <laughs> so right, the 90s right. wrestling so my 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 story um with that <laughs> is what do you call it you know i was uh all right when i was in in uh you know my my elementary school 
um, what do you call it? Before I was going to middle school, my mother and had decided she was sending me to private school. And when I went to the private school, um, what do you call it? There was, it was a complete culture shock. Because if you recall, I was the only white kid with the all black, you know, everybody right. else was, was uh, you know, not, not white. And um, what do you call it? And then they sent me to an all white Jewish school because I'm Jewish also. So I was completely a fish out of water. And um, what do you that call had to have been uncomfortable. Very. And, and what do you call it? When I went, I was, <laughs> it was weird. It was the weirdest thing. Um, and when I, when I was there, you know, I was very different because I was, I grew up hip hop. I was very, you know, uh, you know, hip hop, rap, you know, reggae, that kind of a kid. And um, what do you call it? They were all, you know, heavy metal rock and, and that type of music. Now, that being said, what do you call it? Um, you know, they made fun of me at the beginning until I rocked a few people and, and because not out of some people <laughs> because that's how I grew up. And, um, you know, what do you call it? And then I got some respect and, and people didn't want to cross me. So that being, that being the case, um, I was started, I started to be invited to a bunch of the parties and, um, you know, a bunch of them had cash and what do you call it? So, you know, we would go to these extravagant WrestleMania parties. Uh, and what yeah, do you call like it? there has to be some point in your story where this plays a, a role. Because... I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> and that's why I didn't you you asked. So I'm getting there. Um, so, yeah. So we we go to these WrestleMania parties and, um, you know, we would always be beating the snot out of each other. And I was one of the, the guys that, you know, pretty much the only guy who tossed everybody around. I mean, I was just, you know, but I was used to it because that's how I grew up. And, um, you know, we used to throw down all the time. So I'm just sitting there <laughs> tossing people around and, you know, and, and <laughs> not out of people. And, um, you know, I was always strong for, for um, my size. And that being said, uh, you know, I, I was really into, you know, guys like Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ultimate Warrior, um, and then a ton of guys that that you know just inspired me over the years, you know, and 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 so forth. But uh, and became good friends of mine over the years. Iron Sheik, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, these are all old school guys that you know. These are all you know good friends of mine. I have to I have to catch up with some of them soon because it's been a while. Um, but that being said, you know, um, you know, I always liked wrestling, and I started watching it and um from there and, and and yeah man i mean that was that was the beginning of of my love for it and years later um you know i the, the, the way i got into it was i was um i was still in the music industry but i had also been working for um the village voices long island voice so the village voice if you've heard of i'm sure you've heard of village voice mm-hmm. so village voice had a sister publication um which was like uh uh which was called the long island voice it was um uh, Stern Publishing, the, the, the guy Stern, his daughter, Andrea Stern, it was her pet project. So they were shorthanded at one point. And, um, you know, I was doing, I was high up in uh, sales and marketing and I was handling all the bars and clubs and everything to do with music because I was very tied in. I had a lot of relationships and it was a way to make some extra cash. And, um, you know, while I was there, um, they, they'd asked me uh, one day because they, they said, um, you know, hey, we know you're you're interested in uh, photography. Also, um, you know, would you mind going and, and helping uh, one of our writers out with some photos uh, for this at this wrestling con that's going on? Now, what's not in my bio is yes, I, I did photography too, and I, I've been published 
uh, with and we've already well. determined that there's nothing you can't do. Uh, so I just naturally true. progressed over <laughs> that, let you just say it and assumed that you're a master of all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so I, so I got into, so I was like, all right, no problem. Um, and I went and the, I remember the guy's name is Bill <clears throat> Jensen, the, the, the writer. And uh, I went with Bill and, you know, we went around and we were just, he was doing the interviews. I was taking the pictures and, um, what do you call it? We got up to uh, Iron Cheek. Do you know who Iron Cheek is or no? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's a legend in the business. He was out probably right before you got into it. Okay, so oh, um, you know, I'm a gentleman. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but you know, it's okay. Day, I'm 37. Okay, so yeah, so he was he was a little bit he was a little bit before your time. Um, so that being said, Cheek is very very well known and very famous for being completely out there. Um, but he looks at me and goes. You look like you could be a wrestler. I come, I come, uh, I train you and blah, blah, blah. And he gets involved. And what do you call it? And I was like, this is interesting. And, you know, story goes on. I don't want to, you know, keep hashing out on that. But what do you call it? Um, Brett the Hitman Hart. You know who Brett Hart mm -hmm. is, right? Yep. So Brett, Brett was there. He was going to, he was leaving to go to, um, he was with WCW at the time. And he'd, uh, he'd stopped. He'd overheard what was going on. He pulled me to the side. And he goes, look, if you're interested in getting involved in pro wrestling, Here's my email address, you know, hit me up. Um, and because he knew I wasn't a stranger, he knew I was there with the publication. Uh, you know, he said, tell me, you know, if you're interested in going anywhere, I'll give you any any advice that you might need, um, you know, and tell you if it's, uh, you know, what to look for, what what to, to look out for. And I was like, okay, sounds good. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I had the email address and back in the AOL days, you know, and um, yeah, I, I went on with my life and a couple months later, I was reading through a wrestling magazine and there was something called uh, the Long Island Wrestling Federation. They were opening up the doghouse school of pro wrestling and um, I was in Queens and I was like, you know what, why not? So I, I emailed uh, Brett and I was like, hey, remember me? And uh, it's okay if you don't. And he's like, no, no, I remember and you're for the publication. Yeah. So uh, what do you call it? I told him that, that, you know, this is where I was thinking about going. And he, what do you call it? He said, well, this is what to look out for. I went down uh, with a couple of my friends. We, we checked it out and, uh, you know, everything seemed pretty cool. I reported back to him and he's like, that seems pretty decent. You know, it's up to you if you're going to go for it. And I went for it. And, uh, you know, here I am, however many years later. And That's uh, amazing. Yeah. You, yeah, you've that's mentioned it. a few times where you've basically been in the right place at the right time or yeah. had the yeah. right contact. But it could have fell flat and it didn't because you continued to pursue it or do something with it or, yeah. you know, had the balls to be like, yeah, I'm just going to try something new. So I, I totally respect the fact that you didn't just let these opportunities fall flat. At that point, I was sick of being in a five-way marriage. You know what I mean? I was in I was in the band and, you know, you're dealing with a bunch of different attitudes and different personalities. And, you know, for me, I, I'm a very, look, I am a very strong personality. I get that. Um, you know, and, but the fact of the matter is, is that I was looking to succeed. I was looking to move forward. And then you got a couple of deadbeats who don't want to go anywhere or do anything. They'd rather live in a van. You know what I mean? That's, and unfortunately yeah. that's not the way I was going to live. Nowadays so, um, they'd say you're not matching my energy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, that's, that's that. You're not I mean, serving me anymore. <laughs> well, that's yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm just, you know, it, it was, it was a good opportunity, and I took it and I ran with it. And uh, you know, Brimstone was born, and and that was, that was that. I've been Brimstone for well over 20 years now, and um, 
you know, it stayed with me and I built my entire brand off of it. So I, I, if I did not do, uh, you know, if I didn't go into pro wrestling, then I probably would have done something different in terms of entertainment and I still would have branded myself, but it just might not have been Brim, you know? Well, I mean, it's, it's a great a girl. I yeah. mean, the whole thing at a girl. <laughs> yeah. I'm embracing my feminine side with this. <laughs> Thank you so much. At a boy, I mean, at a girl. (laughs) Right. I mean, it is at a girl time, but I feel like we don't even need to ask you because it was just your entire life story you shared with us. I'm sorry. Well, then you should have cut me off and I wouldn't have done it. Why? Cut it from the the show. Cut it. Cut it. No Uh, more. Yeah, we don't really do a lot of editing, so we're still going to ask you anyway. Um... (laughs) But we know uh-huh. we. I won't put you on the spot. Um, I actually have an Atta girl that is is really heartwarming and um, a great way to kick this little segment off. And so, uh, I have not been in the office for I don't know a year and a half or however long it's been now. Um, ever since COVID kicked off, and I have a coworker who's. Um, probably not going to come back into the office anytime soon. However, throughout this time, we've checked in on each other, even though we don't really work together that frequently. And prior to all of this, when we were in the office, I would have pretty open conversations with her about mental health and, um, you know, taking care of yourself and that I go to therapy and it was, it wasn't like serious or anything. It was more just casual conversation, which we don't really get to have anymore. Um, but she reached out to me like yesterday, I think it was, and said that, um, she's giving me credit for continuing her mental health journey. And she's been like talking with a therapist for six months, got on new medication, figured out a, a diagnosis and medication scheme that is working for her. That's allowing her to focus and concentrate and just be more present and not so anxious and all over the place. And she was like, I'm probably not going to come back into the office soon, but I really wanted to let you know and wanted to share. And I was like, oh my God. That a girl. <laughs> Amazing. You. I'm so proud of you, Nicole. Thank I'm you. I'm so proud of you. I just met you, but I am so proud of you. Thank you. Good well, job. you That's know, so I openly talk about it in a way that is to encourage other people and to remove a stigma and to make it more normalized. And so I'm glad that it helps someone. That's Me cool. too. a girl, bitch. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I don't... Um... I don't have that inspirational. <laughs> Mine's not that inspirational. <laughs> but it's good for me. I, um, I'm in a weird situation with the job I have currently. And I ended up approaching or like reaching out and discussing the situation at hand with some folks who can like do positive impact changes and such such so I'm proud of myself for standing up for myself and not just letting the system eat me alive, which I normally would have done. Um, and so fingers crossed in like the next couple of weeks, we have some good news that comes from it, but can't really speak too much on it, obviously. But I, I, I wouldn't have normally stood up for myself in such a way. I normally would have like kind of danced around the topic of the situation or made light of it and not really been so forward and asked for what I want. 
Um, but I think it was received really well, and I'm hoping that it's something comes of it. I think I'm hoping it's spoken into the universe. We'll see. So, had a girl, go me. Had a girl. You know, you have to ask for you what you want. That's the only way you're gonna get it. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah. No. Good job. You don't. If Thanks. you don't fight for yourself, nobody else is going to. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that. <laughs> It's obvious right now. Nobody's fighting for me. So. I'm fighting for you, Sarah. <laughs> right. Goddamn right, Brimstone. I'm fighting for you. <laughs> With me on your team, you're not going to lose. Right. I'm talking about. Just I'm send just so... him their address. So yeah, absolutely. You can just show right up. WrestleMania moves. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. 350 pounds of pure power ready to come kick someone's ass. You let me know, and I'm on it. Then he's going to put now... hot sauce in your eyes. Yeah, I would say this is now Homance like 3.0, the three of go. us together. We're just a little unit now. Now it's now it's Hobro, Hobro man, Hobro, yeah, Hobro man, Hobro yeah. So, do yeah, you no have worries. anything that you want to uh, specifically point out that uh, we didn't already cover, considering that your life is amazing? <laughs> you're, you're so, I, you know, I don't know if you're being sweet or sarcastic or a little both. Oh. <laughs> we're we are celebrating you but we're also kind of bitter but we're celebrating you I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> listen whatever i do anybody else could do the same thing if they worked for it that's it don't you yeah. know, don't discount yourself no ever, we were ever, just ever. teasing i it's know but fun. i but i want the people anybody who's listening i want them to know that they could do anything that they that, that they want to achieve you just have to put your mind to it and then and then make it happen so, um, but yeah, no, I mean, look, anybody wants to check me out, you can go to my official website, therealbrimstone.com. Uh, all my information is there. I am very active on my Instagram account. So if you go to at the real brimstone, again, like the lady said, uh, what do you call it? I am verified there. You know, it's me. Uh, if it doesn't have the blue check, it's not me and don't fall for it. Um, I only, 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 uh, you know, write on my own social media. So if it's anywhere else, it's not me. Um, also when you do hit me up on social media, it's me responding, not my wife, not my intern, not my, my, uh, what do you call it? My assistant. It's always me. So, um, what do you call it? I'd love to engage with you. Please feel free to hit me up, ask questions, hang out. As long as you're respectful, I will be answering you. Um, yeah, I mean, then make sure to that's check out all the quite, shows I do. That's actually quite the attaboy. The fact that you handle your own social media. Yeah. We Nobody have a hard can... time handling just the one account between the two of us. So it's a, it's a pain in the ass. It's a full time job. Yeah, well, you got to do is. it. Also, I mean, if you if you if you do social media um, anywhere, you can use gifts. If you do at ghr or put in brimstone or got brim or anything like that, you'll find a zillion different brimstone gifts. My brim, the, the brimstone gifts have been used over a billion times, which is pretty awesome. That's so, freaking yeah. hilarious too. So definitely, definitely check that out. I'm, 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 I'm famous for being that guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Also, please, you know, check out. I do a bunch of different shows. Um, on uh, what do you call it? Tuesdays, I have the two shows I do within Brimskin, which is my regular rant show that that comes out 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then I also do. You can get it all day long with uh, with my girl Dana. What do you call it? We do the Dirty Little Secrets Club, which is a lot of fun. So if you guys like to be a little scandalous, make sure to check that out. Join the club. What do you call it? Wednesdays I do live 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Truly inconsequential with my boy Mr. Greer uh, from the Grindhouse Radio. So uh, that's a lot of fun. That's a live show. And uh, well, after this is off, I'll. Uh, I'm I'm just thinking when this is airing. So don't worry about it. 
2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time live. <laughs> Catch us on all the there. Anyway, uh, and then 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for the Grindhouse Radio on Thursdays. Uh, you know, we're anywhere you can get your podcasts. We're on over 30 networks. And, um, you know, like I said, I would love to hear from you. Um, hopefully you guys like what we do. And, and uh, you know, again, I'm always I'm always open to chat with with the fans and uh, I'm always open to help people if they need a hand. So, um, you know, just reach out. That's all I got to say. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at all your gifts. All your gifts are hilarious. <laughs> if you go to if you go to Giphy dot com backslash GHR, um, you'll see a ton of them. Yeah, there's it's crazy just a ton of things and you'll see like the stuff I've done when I worked and did stuff with Disney and universal and, um, Oh yeah. There's all know, kinds of shit Sesame in here place and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot all of really various, ages. Yeah. <laughs> now various be, ages of brimstone. Yeah. I'm going to be receiving random gifts from Sarah with no context whatsoever. It's just going to be random brimstone gifts. <laughs> and, when and when they're dirty, it's not my fault, Nicole, just understand that. Oh, 100%. When she it's... sends you a smutty brimstone gift, it is not my fault. <laughs> All right? There Isn't, we go. I, would, I wouldn't blame the uh, creator. I would blame the messenger. <laughs> I... Fine. Uh, well, thank you so much for being here. It's been a great time. People thank can you. also find us on Instagram at the homance underscore. Oh, I'm sorry. That was messed up. At homance underscore chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our yeah. website is the <laughs> Um, and then we also have a closed group on facebook which that's where we have smutty stuff too i and haven't so been invited we will invite you sir you gotta pass the vibe check on the show you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but on facebook it's the home ass chronicles a judgment free zone i recently posted a uh, conversation between myself and a guy on a dating app and oh god uh, oh god so sometimes it's it's real personal other times it's just funny memes like you don't know what you're gonna get that dating app exchange was oh yeah i mean obviously i'm trying to wrap up this episode but now that i've introduced this i will tell you that (laughs) this guy was asking me about the podcast and so i'm explaining it to him after I get done explaining it to him, his next words that he says are boobs, real or fake. Really? Yes. How? What? See, this is the men are freaking pigs. I don't get it. I just don't understand. <laughs> it's really disgusting. Meanwhile, the guy's probably got like a one inch dick. I mean, the fact of the matter right. is you need to <laughs> stop, man. And, and these guys wonder why they're single or they wonder why they can't get laid. It is just ridiculous. This guy I, was, I, I don't get it in his forties. And, um, I, yeah, it blows my mind. Um, and you know, my reaction was just, to say what a gentlemanly thing to ask such a natural transition (laughs) (laughs) she said they're real and they're magnificent i mean was that from seinfeld right or just let him wonder for the rest of his fucking life fuck him well (laughs) yeah so i didn't answer whether they were real or fake but he his then his response to that is i thought we would trade barbs and i'm like when did i insult you when did the trade begin and kind (laughs) of Like, I don't understand any of this. And then he says, I know, I'm sorry, out of line. I wish you the best. And then unmatched me and disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whirlwind. 
Wow. Yeah. So those are the kinds Oof. of roller coasters you can ride in the judgment free zone on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Romance out. Wow.